0: What's up, Goon Gang? It's Luke with a quick reminder to like, follow, and share our content. We would really appreciate it if you guys can just recommend our show or, you know, give it to a couple of friends. The more people we can get in circulation, the more people that listen to the show, the more fun we're going to have, and the more people you're going to have to talk to about our gaming and our gooning. You can see what you relate to, see how your friends relate talk about our hottest takes. Talk about Josh's coldest takes. I'm just kidding. Anyway, thanks very much, guys. We appreciate your time, and let's get on with the show. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gaming Goons podcast. As you can see, I am Luke, joined today, as always, by my faithful co hosts Joey and Josh. Josh is a He's feeling himself up in the up in the up in the camera video right now. Uh, so Joey's Joey's chilling in the Yo. city. I got the, I got the mushrooms flowing behind me. Uh, if you guys aren't watching our video episodes, uh, you're missing out. It's a lot of fun. Josh does a bunch of wacky stuff during the recording sessions. But uh, you know, without further ado, let's get into today's topic. Which you know, as it is Spooktober, it is the spooky season. We are getting closer and closer to the Hollow of the Weens. Uh, <laughs> We're, yeah, talking about, we we're talking about, what are we talking about, Josh?
1: We are going to talk about our favorite horror games, and we are going to tease a little something at the very end of the episode, so stay tuned for the entire episode so that Indeed. you can know what we're going to talk about next week, because we're yeah. very excited about next week's episodes. I, I am, at least, but you'll hear about it at the I end of the too. episode. You, so You may be able we'll to guess <laughs> What for your favorite? Uh, well, I don't. Want to you may be able
0: me. to guess what we're talking about based on the fact that we've talked about. If you listen to our episodes, you probably Basically. have an idea. Besides the point, Josh, go take it away, Penny.
1: So let's pick it off with Joey, with his favorite horror game, because I want to hear about this, and I
0: think can't. I know what it is.
2: But
1: we'll let you say it.
2: Uh, well, actually, you may not know. I was originally gonna okay. say phasmophobia because that's one of the only ones i really have a lot of time in but are you guys interested or know about the back rooms
0: a little bit very very little i mean
2: i i know about
1: them i don't know much about the game but i know the lore behind it
2: so i think originally it's it's like a it's like a subsection of scp lore Mm. Where people have to go and clean certain areas of this certain room and SCP, and it's like an and when you go in the room, you can like literally never leave, and you go into these back rooms. You call it, I guess. And anyway, the, like, these uh, workers get lost wait. and stuff.
0: Is this the is this the SCP that's like the endless IKEA?
2: Basically, yeah. It's like okay, there's pools, there's slides, there's hallways, there's birthday party rooms, there's Mm-hmm. villages there's floating islands it's literally an endless thing that's an open open book basically yeah. and um there's this game you can play i think it's called enter the back or escape the back or something and you go and try to beat every single level mm-hmm. and try to escape but you really can never escape because it always loops back around to the beginning and then you unlock more rooms from the from the hub world so oh boy. it's really cool yeah and um there's villains that chase you, you know, different antagonists like monsters or people that'll chase you kind of like a Michael Myers setup kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's this one where it's called it's called the level's called fun and it's based on like a birthday party. And you have to sneak around the level and not make a single noise or be spotted or all of these monsters throughout the whole entire map will just swarm you and you'll just die no matter what. The only way to hide from them is to like hide underneath the table and they'll just go away. The ultimate because stealth mission. Not that good.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah,
2: you're, you're crawling throughout the whole entire map like going really slow and nestled up against corners while you watch your buddies die and their bodies are just chilling on the ground like yeah. it, It's it's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, uh, for anyone who doesn't, one, for anyone who doesn't know, um, Joey and I kind of went back and forth a little bit about the SCP. Uh, that is a like fictional agency that is called the Secure Contain and Protect Agency. There's different uh, SCPs on varying classification scales, and they're different like threats to humanity and stuff. So if you wanted to check into the SCP archives or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You can listen to the SCP archives on Spotify, or you can go if you want like an in-depth explanation. You can go to the Infographics Show on YouTube. They do a really good job of kind of breaking down what the SCP uh, yeah. Foundation is.
2: I would go to their website too. That's like yeah. fictional. A lot of a lot, yeah, fictional. Potentially,
0: positive. potentially fictional. Fiction
2: slash fictional. non-fiction.
0: We'll leave that up to the viewer. Anyway, <laughs> Josh, so thoughts there's about, about the backrooms? A lot back rooms?
1: of lore behind it, though. I think it's a cool concept. I, I so I didn't know that it was an SCP. Um, I always saw it as like this—you no clip out of reality, and you kind of fall into this subsection of like consciousness mm-hmm. or this uh, uh, integrated reality, which is—it's it, really cool. I like learning about the lore of the backrooms. People have gone crazy with it. Like if you find a bottle of water you'll like survive there's like this these entities like joey was saying they got to run from it chases you all this time
0: i would hope it's drinking water helps really you survive cool. but yeah it's it just mean. me
1: <laughs> well like there's something in the back rooms about the water that makes it special that if you have it like you're good or something i don't know much too is much it, about it is it but... like a
0: sanity potion in phasmophobia or
2: some of, Some of them are sanity.
0: something potions. like yeah. that okay I think, they
1: are yeah People have gone crazy about the Mm lore of the backrooms. It's it's awesome. There's like fan-made movies on YouTube that you can watch, like short films. It's really really fun to watch. They're cool.
0: Very nice. I like
1: them. They're
0: cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know too, too much about the backrooms, but from what Joey's describing, it seems kind of like, it seems sort of similar to the Stanley Parable. Um, I don't know if you guys have played that Mm -hmm. before. Basically, it's just an eternal, it's an eternal loop. You just go through the same cycle of events and, you know, you're supposed to follow the narrator, but you can not follow the narrator's instructions. And that leads to different endings and stuff like that. A little bit like what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, But yeah, that kind of feedback loop of going through the same progression, time in and time out is, uh, seems to be a similar beat to what Stanley Parable has. So that's, uh, that's what I do want to talk about, about favorite horror game my favorite horror game um so i'm not huge on horror games and or movies the content is not it's not like my favorite thing in the world but um i have played a few of them uh and the only like big triple a title that i've played meaning it's kind of automatically my favorite is is going to be outlast um
2: that's a good one
0: it's it's a very good game very well organized very well structured um It's so challenging for me to play horror games because a lot of times they make you so incredibly weak compared to almost every other living and breathing thing in the game. And, you know, Outlast, one of the things that it says in the title, not uh, it's not the title card, but like before you start the game, it tells you like you will not survive if you fight. There is no like game mechanic that enables you to fight. You have three ru- three options. You can either you can either hide, you can run, or you can die. Those are your three options. Whenever you come across like a threat in the game, and you know there's there's two kind of major elements that I think uh, horror games rely on, and that is like ambient um, ambient fear, and that is jump scares. Those are the two things that I think are kind of core components to you know. Establishing that setting of fear and and you know making an ominous atmosphere is kind of you know necessary if you want anyone to buy into it because I play you know all sorts of games where the threat level is immense you know like I, I'm playing Mass Effect which I bring up every episode where you know the fate of the universe and the galaxy is on the line those are pretty high stakes you know that's a little bit different than um, you know it, because. Horror games, I feel like they're more of an innately personal experience because you're worried about your own safety as a character, and that is the end of the stakes. And in a game like Outlast, you are there of your own volition to try and be a reporter and find out what's going on in this asylum and, you know, XYZ, all that jazz. But, you know, the reality is if you chose to play the game, you chose to have this kind of like intimate interaction with the game. And that's kind of just a byproduct of it. And if it, it's like a haunted house, but you're just, you don't, you're not like physically there. It's, it's like a, yeah, it's a gaming equivalent of a haunted house. I yeah.
2: Think. I think right when you see the building at the beginning, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's, it's a really, the size is extremely deceiving because. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Basically, you're looking at this this mansion, like wow, this is a big mansion, and then you kind of go to the next part of the game, and you're like, I have no idea where I am, and it just seems like endless mm-hmm. rooms, endless yeah. levels. The outside is huge, the yards are huge, like it's wild, actually. The jo- sewers. Have you have
0: you two played Outlast
2: before?
1: I have played Outlast, but not completely i've never beat the game and i haven't okay. played outlast 2 or the outlast trials um mm. but i think the best part about outlast is its gimmick with the uh taping system like the video mm-hmm. recorder mm-hmm. i think that's a really neat way to add like um a way to see in the dark and still yeah. have that sense of fear because um mm-hmm. it's just a really unique mechanic that a lot of games don't use and mm-hmm. that's one that
2: really stands out to me about the game
0: yeah yeah Joey, what's your? Have you beaten Outlast before?
2: I have not. I play with Joe Zarin a lot, but okay. um, I don't. I don't even know how far I am or how close I am to beating it. I guess mm-hmm. you could say I haven't played it in maybe a couple years
0: now. It's but, been, yeah. I think, two years, three years, maybe, since I finished it, and I I didn't play it alone. I have to preface that I played. Um, basically, what we did was it was it was me and a couple of buddies, uh, Preston, Eli, and Ben. And all of us basically every time someone died, you pass the controller to the next person, and you you know you'd see if the next person, and, and that was our way of you know, hey, we're gonna play a single player game, but we're gonna do it together as a shared experience. It's a fun time. um
2: Yeah, Joe and I would do something similar. and We would switch off and on.
0: You know, we we gradually worked through it, and we would always do it at my house because I was the one who had the console and the game on it, and we just gradually worked our way through it. And you know, sometimes you'd load in and it's like, okay, I'm terrified and I have no idea what my objective is because I forget what we were doing last time. (laughs) So that's also a different kind of experience. Have you guys played much of anything horror game-wise like in a multiplayer or co-op setting or is it primarily single player for you?
2: Mm, Killing Floor 2 is kind of a horror co-op game.
0: Okay, yeah that's 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 more of like a wave defense style though as opposed to well i guess a lot of a lot of horror games are probably wave defense style yeah instead
2: of like a cartoony well not i would say well they're both pretty arcadey you can compare it to call of duty zombies but Mm -hmm. killing floor 2 is definitely more definitely more demon demonic i guess you could say yeah and creepy um
1: i forget what the game is called oh my gosh they're dead by daylight yeah yeah. um i i used to play that a little bit that's the only multiplayer it i mean it's not really that scary but it has like the Mm -hmm. scary setting to it the horror setting um but i remember playing that a little bit was never really too big of a fan but it has a big it it has a massive following of players people love oh yeah that's there's a lot of. they like it they like it. it's just not my style but Mm -hmm. um
0: uh, Josh, I think it's time for your uh, selection for the evening.
1: So, I have a few things to mention. Mm-hmm. The first thing is a moment in gaming that scared me, and it's one of the main like things I can think of when I think of horror, is that first night when you're playing Dying Light 1. That was one of the scariest oh, yeah, times. That's... Like, when the sun's going down, and they're like, you gotta go back, you gotta get back. And then <laughs> you see... Yeah. Volatile for the first time, mm. and you're like, dude, I'm screwed.
0: You're like, ah, I'm right. ugh, just I'm dead.
1: Got My favorite stolen. horror game is Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Okay. The way that so before Seven came out, the series was good, but it started to dwindle off, and then they did a whole twist on it where it's first person, they kind of rebooted it. Um the seventh game really adds an atmosphere that portrays horror in a Mm -hmm. fantastic way it makes you feel claustrophobic your movement is small or small is slow so that like when the guy is chasing you you feel slow and you feel like this tension build Mm, while you're doing that (laughs) um so i was gonna go off of what you said i think the biggest things in a horror game is the atmosphere the movement because obviously i don't think and you don't want the movement to be too fast because it would just break the cycle of it you want to feel kind of like that tension building um another thing is i think the story is big for a horror game because it, sure. you have to have something in the horror game that is driving you to do these things or you're just like aimlessly walking around yeah so i think but i want to mention two games that have always been in my been a soft spot for can horror I, games
0: can i take a guess That's five
1: nights at freddy's oh, well can, I, can I, I guess yeah there's a on second, the second one,
0: one? yeah is yeah it, is it slenderman
1: it is it is a slenderman like that
0: Played those two games will always
1: iPad. it will always I had, be like just a soft spot in my heart. I was
0: I was gonna go two for two if you wouldn't have said it first because I was like Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. and Slenderman. That's the those are the two he wants to talk about. those
1: creepy. two games screwed me up when I was
2: younger because that's those games, I, Slenderman I never, especially.
0: I never saw the end of Slenderman. Is aren't there like seven pages you have to collect and what happens if you get all of them?
2: Mm-hmm. You probably die. You way, just but... you win. You just You just you just live. You all right,
0: cool. We take those. I never played that's Five Nights
2: at Freddy. I've, I've, just, seen, wow. I've seen gameplay on it, though. Obviously, I know There's it is. a like, um, like, flashing cameras and stuff. You're, like, trying to survive while being in, like, a Chuck E. Cheese, pretty
1: much. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Picture- it, yeah. oh, They're making goodness. a movie about it, so that's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited
2: to see that. So, but, you, I think yeah, we all need to play Spooky's House of Jump Scares. I think it's called of... Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion now. Oh! But it's that game has you know you go through like all the at first it starts off as like a cartoony like dungeon crawler and then you end up like in a mcdonald's and you have to like escape mcdonald's and mm-hmm. then you end up at another play it's like creepy it's like really creepy wow i i have
1: mm-hmm. seen, is that like with the uh I, i've i've only seen gameplay of it and i don't even know how to describe it but like if you look at him he kind of stops like it's like a weeping angel kind of thing
2: that floaty Um, 2d angel or something like that. You might, I
1: might be thinking, I might be thinking of a different game. Not really too sure. Weeping angels are, is a scary concept. I hate that in video games. It's Mm -hmm. horrifying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Question. I'm remembering a game mechanic and I can't remember if it's like a power up in COD zombies or if it's a game function in a different game. And like, if you were looking at the zombies or the threats, they freeze but I mean, as soon as you look away they'll go back to like chasing you is that a power that SCP. up
2: I think that's an scp guy that if you stop looking at him he'll like snap your neck or something like that so like so, you can um, you can you can stare I straight out at him and walk away an and they'll SCP, stay frozen
1: I think I'll so look Luke up. you're kind of onto it it's not zombies but it isn't cod so in black ops 3 like you know in Nuketown where if you shoot the heads off of all the mannequins, something happens. Yeah. It's like that. But what you have to do is you have to shoot the left arm, the right arm, and the head of all the mannequins, and then it's like this wave based zombie thing with the mannequins in Nuketown. And every time you look at them, they stop, but every time you look away, they get closer to you.
0: Okay. I wish I could. And they can pleasure. kill you in Nuketown. There, but it's like is,
1: impossible to do in a public match.
0: Isn't there also um isn't there also a Gobblegum gum in Black Ops three? Like deer in headlights or something.
1: Um. Yes. And I think it is. activates. I,
0: I think that. you get like two activations for thirty seconds apiece. Yeah. But, yeah, that is one. It, okay. I, th- I think
1: it is fear in the headlights, actually. Yeah. Fear
0: in the headlights, not deer in the headlights. Yes. I never. A, okay.
1: I never actually used
2: that, but I do know that it is, yeah. that is a uh, mechanic and a gobble gun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um.
2: Uh, I'm gonna try to find out some information on SCP-173. I'm gonna try to read it to you. Yeah. Go I for it. it.
0: Go for it, yeah. Because um, there's like it's crazy. See, that's the thing. What what also falls under the category of a horror game? Because you know we've talked about The Last of Us a couple times mm-hmm. on this show, but does it fall in horror games? Does it fall in like adventure? I would think it's a blend of the two. I mean, there's some aspects. That I would are, say there's horror pretty horrifying in
1: it. Like when I see The Last of Us, I don't think of it as a horror game. I'll always see it like as a story game because that's mm-hmm. the main focus of yeah. the game but there are horror oh. aspects like when you have to like go through the um, underground with the spores everywhere and it's dark clickers or you like the stealth stealth missions of the last of us i would say are horror yeah. because there's tension anything with tension and like a fear based uh mechanic i would say is a horror aspect in some yeah. sort well would you
0: would me... would then hor- all horror games technically fall into the like story type because you know you think about I mean, I haven't played the Resident Evil series, but I'm pretty sure most of them follow a particular storyline, and that's the that's main acceptable. focus. Like Outlast, yeah, it's a horror game. There's jump scares, but there's also a, a magnificent focus on story, because like the whole thing is you know, unearthing the the secrets of what's going on in this asylum, and everyone you meet is horrifying, to be fair, but also like very informative.
1: I would consider a game. Um... Based off its main focus is what it is. So, mm-hmm. like to me, Call of Duty has a story and a campaign, but I don't see it as a story game. I see it as a multiplayer game because mm-hmm. that's where the, the main, main focus, focus is of the studio. For yeah. Resident Evil, it is horror based. There's story, but it's an underlying factor just so that the okay. game can proceed forward while driving that horror. Dying Light mm-hmm. isn't a horror game. It would be like a com- It would be a zombie game because that's the main yeah. focus. Yeah. So like you could still blend these, and you could get technical and say, "Sure, they're story games," but I see a game as its main focus is what it is.
0: Gotcha. All right, Joey SCP one seven three, hit me.
2: All right, you ready? So I'm gonna I'm gonna read the yes. little text here in the SCP Foundation website. Item number SCP one seven three. Object class Euclid. Euclid is like one of the higher tier yeah, yeah. controlled. Um, items,
0: I think it's I guess you can what say, second from the personal.
2: top. It yeah, something like that. Yeah. Special Containment Procedures. Item SCP-173 is to be kept in a locked container at all times. When personnel must enter SCP-173's container, no fewer than three may enter at any time, and the door is to be relocked behind them at all times. Two persons must maintain eye contact with SCP-173 until all personnel have vacated and relocked the container. Okay, so here's a description of it. Moved to Site-19 in 1993... Origin is as of yet unknown. It is constructed of from concrete and rebar with traces of Ky- Krylon brain, brand spray paint. So there's like spray-painted body. Okay. SCP-173 is in is animate and extremely hostile. The object cannot move while within direct line of sight. Line of sight must not be broken with SCP-173 at any time. Personnel assigned to enter container are instructed to alert one another before blinking object is reported to attack by snapping the neck at the base of the skull or by strangulation in the event of an attack personnel are to observe class four hazardous object containment procedures, which I don't know what that entails, but the website tells you, yeah, Josh has a picture of it.
0: Oh my goodness.
2: Personnel report sounds of scraping stone (laughs) originating from within the container. When no one is present inside, this is considered normal. And any change in this behavior should be reported to the acting HMCL supervisor on duty. The reddish-brown substance on the floor is a combination of feces and blood. Origin of these materials is unknown. The enclosure must be cleared on a biweekly basis.
0: That's crazy. Okay, I'm stuck on one part of that, and that is... Did you you catch that? The two people watching it, they have to alert one another when they blink. You know how many times per minute I blink... I blink way too often. I'm like, Josh, 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 Josh. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but, like, dude, I beat, that's, I keep yeah, that's
2: scary. I'd tape my eyes, dude.
0: That is absolutely wild.
2: Fictional or nonfiction? I don't know.
0: We hope. Honestly, if there was one that was actually real, I, the Endless Ikea, I, I think, would be not a terrible one to have. That
2: That's scary. That's it, it is. What's that one?
0: It is, but it's better What's than, the like... the SCP... It's better than like Roko's really Basilisk cute. or something. That's <laughs>
2: true. Right.
1: What's the one SCP where it's like a metal atomic ball? It's like it has to be contained. Honestly, I could say I any know. SCP and you might not know what it there's is because there's like thousands of SCPs. There are. Now, but anyways, a, a there's lot the one of them... where it's like if you touch it, it's the end of the world. So.
0: Yeah, there's yeah. a couple that are like that. One of them is like a giant, it's like a gigantic lizard that's unkillable the the durability of its skin is like unmatched by anything it can't get cut blunt force trauma doesn't work like no acid no fire nothing like that it's just indestructible and it's like
2: dude Yeah, i would highly encourage those that are interested in what i just read which is kind of interesting if you are interested but yeah it's it's, kind of a good time a year for like mm -hmm. halloween and just to read some Mm -hmm. of this text and people's imaginations are pretty incredible or yeah their uh their research it's hard to say yeah it's really one
1: uh one scp that is considered an scp is uh actually a zombie and one of our favorite game modes involves an scp with zombies please continue so this is going to be the topic for next week
0: who wants to say it joey go ahead uh call of duty zombies yeah we're talking about cod zombies next that week. was very anti <laughs> yeah hey man that's the that's the thing you know sometimes with we've horror, been wanting to talk about well, hey this. you know well while, while we're on this you know that being anticlimactic that's another function that horror games use sometimes they build it up as if it's going to be yeah. something really scary and then you get hit with a fake out and there's yeah. nothing scary for the whole level and you're just left confused because you were expecting the jump scare and it subverts your expectations that's True. which i think is a mark that of a good level true. because you know you can't have jump scares and and just, just all terror all the time, you you know, otherwise there's no reason for suspense, you know, sometimes it's got to be nothing significant happens and other times, you know, you die.
1: I think, um, jump scares are the worst form of fear in movies and video games because it's not genuine fear. It's just a fight or flight, uh, like a physiological Mm. arousal in your body. It's not actually real fear. Uh, it's just like a seven second, like, oh wow, that's spooky like i like movies that are genuine fear and that only movie that has ever done that for me is hereditary i don't know if you guys have ever seen that no that is the only movie that has actually like freaked me out because it doesn't rely on jump scares but Um, uh anyways we're not a movie podcast but we're a gaming podcast so you
0: you know what we're gonna be talking about sorry quick sidebar before we get into (laughs) our our teaser for next week which is going to be each of our favorite call of duty zombie maps of all time uh, I want to make a quick sidebar. Um, haunted houses is a big thing. That's it, it, kind of like what I was talking about earlier. You know, video games that are horror games are basically virtual haunted houses. VR elevates the feeling of horror games to such a different degree oh, yeah. than every other version of games. You know, like staring at my monitor right there in a dark room is scary already. But if I have a VR headset on. And I am like, I have no spatial awareness other than like what's visually coming to me through this game. It's gonna just, it's gonna peak my fear sensors so much. I just wanted to touch on that. I, I don't, I haven't played too many, much of anything in terms of VR for horror games. I wasn't sure if you guys had, but I wanted to at least bring that up as an option. Yeah, I
2: played Phasma. I got my VR headset to run uh, on my com- well, I use my computer to use my graphics card basically to plug it into my headset so mm-hmm. I can run Phasmophobia. Yeah. I couldn't play it. Dude, I no. could not play it. it dude, cause it's that's, scary, dude. It's, you're like...
0: yeah. Well, that's the thing. is really, I, I, have, uh, I have a copy of Amnesia The Dark Descent and I've played like 30, 40 minutes on that and it's like, dude, th- there's a part of me that is like, okay, if I play it the way I want to play it, I'm going to be too scared to play it because the way I want to play it is every other light in my apartment is completely turned off, blinds oh, yeah. b- blinds drawn, no light, no sound other than what's going on. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to do that experience, I feel like you should full send it. You should just have, have the full agree, experience. Yeah. Don't Don't half-ass it. Just, you know, go from point A to point B. Get there have a good time enjoy the fear and then you know when you're done with the fear you you get to appreciate the fact that you're alive and don't have to deal with that a little bit more right that is true anyway the teaser that we started like five minutes ago
1: oh right 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 okay so uh (laughs) favorite start with you
0: wait 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 let's Uh, let's make this into a 20 questions
2: no 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 20 questions yeah like joey 20 minutes
0: Joey, is your <laughs> is your favorite zombies map from World at War? Uh no. Josh, ask a question.
1: Uh is your favorite zombies map Ascension? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, two questions, not twenty. That, I
1: mean, you got, you got me, well, bro. You got me. I got it. <laughs> you got him. <laughs> wasn't in World at War, and I asked the second question. Yeah, that was oh. it. That was it.
2: Why that Ascension, it.
0: Joey? Why Ascension?
2: I just love the Easter egg for it. Um, okay that was the I first it uh, was the first Easter egg like, wasn't it I think it I think it was Technically if not speaking. the second I, I just like it I think it's a good map honestly like I mean obviously all the newer maps there's like different areas and different mm-hmm. landscapes and zones but there's some hidden spots in the map that aren't as good to like farm at or do rounds on so yeah you don't really get to go to those areas too often like the Easter egg will actually take you over there and you're like oh this is pretty cool but like mm-hmm. all the newer maps like, you literally have to go everywhere
0: yeah time, one time. of the one of the least like traversed areas in that map is is got to be where stamina up is back by the third launcher pad
2: yeah i think mm. i think got, double tap might be back there i don't remember is it
0: was, it's either double tap or stamina up one of the two
1: i haven't played I ascension know. in so long remember.
0: it's it's been a while so um while. yeah it's, uh, I believe that was the, that's one of, is it two or three maps to have uh, upgraded melee weapons that aren't the bowie knife? Because it's got the sickle. I think it, there's, I, I think there's like three of them. I mean, you have Galvan I Knuckles was in, was there. there's a few, you have Galvanuckles mm-hmm. Knuckles in Transit. Um, it's actually a
2: pretty small map.
1: It's, I, it is I, a small I, map. It was I, held back I, yeah. by the console, PlayStation For 3, sure, and yeah.
2: Xbox 360. And they were to redesign, oh, wild
1: they
0: could yeah, they could stand to do that with a lot of maps I would say my uh my favorite map has to be thereeisenrock um there's not really much of a way around it if I had to pick a second one oh man um based purely off playtime I think I would probably have to say buried from uh from black ops 2 good. um but you know with my pick you know Zendrak, you got the bows you have a pretty awesome Easter egg. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of space to traverse. Pack-a-Punch is relatively simple, which I, t- which I count as a plus. Um, I don't necessarily like the super elaborate Pack-a-Punch activation sequences. I feel like yeah. if you're going to do the Wonder Weapon, that needs to be fairly complex, which the bows and upgrading the bows are. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I got for Dar Eisendrach.
1: Solid choice. I... I'm going to go with Origins because it is Mm. all around the best map um, and it does everything the best in each regard. Darius and Drak to me is like a step down from Origins because it's that extreme level of there's so much to do and then it meets the casual players as well and it's right in the middle. That's what makes it such a great map. It's my second favorite. but Origins just beats it a little bit because there's Mm. more to do. The ambiance is so much better. The robots, the staffs, the traversal, <sighs> everything about it just makes it so much fun. I love Origins so when, much. You, when you you're, you're like about
0: moon. to, do I like Moon? Moon's alright. Yeah. I think it's, Moon has. One of all all of all I'm not a fan,
1: my
2: opinion.
0: It's so unique. I like playing um, Sam Says. It's it's very unique. If you don't like, it. you either really like Moon or you really don't like Moon. There's I don't really know of anybody that's like, man, Moon's okay. I'm like I I don't really yeah. like it. It's not my favorite. I think there are a lot of other maps that work a lot better. That being said, I see the appeal to Moon. You know, that deviation from the standard format. You get, you know, low gravity in certain areas. You get the Thunder Gun. You get... There's there's things that no other Zombies map has that Moon has. And that's there's an appeal to that. I like the that. Wonder
1: Weapon. I like the Cosmo. What, what is, like the,
0: what is the Wonder Weapon? Oh, is it just yeah. the Thunder Gun?
1: No, it's... um. Geez, I don't even remember what it's called. It's like the one where you can break into two, and you can have one, and then if you like put a... it together, you shoot like a wave at zombies, and mm-hmm. then they like oh. kind of explode or something. Yeah, they yeah, like they, like, they like heat up, in their body like
2: yeah, you cook pretty them. much.
1: Oh, bro, bro, I love them, 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 them
2: zombies. Good thing you can't smell out there. You got that spacesuit. I'd oh, be bad. That's true. That dude. would be that would be, be that would be, be tough. tough. Well, well you
0: I would you, imagine... you take off your helmet in the biosphere. Oh yeah. I would imagine the zombies don't smell too great either, but that's besides the point. Probably not.
2: They smell even better when they're cooked by the All microwave.
1: Right. But just so we don't get too much into zombies, because I could say I could talk about this for three hours. I can make my own podcast next about week, pod zombies. Next week is going to be a long
0: episode. It's going to be a long episode next week. <laughs> and uh Yeah, so. All right, so let's, uh, let's recap. Let's do some final thoughts. How are we feeling about horror games? What are our thoughts? Spooky season, you know. Is it better to do a... Sp- this will be my final question of the day. Is it better to do a horror experience via a haunted house slash in-person experience? Or would you say it is a more entertaining perspective to do it from a media consumption standpoint, like a video game?
1: I mean, I would definitely say like a haunted house would be better.
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: No doubt, because you're actually like in the setting and you're actually immersed into it. But... Video games do a really good job at immersing you into it, so it's kind of just what you want. If you want to stay at home and have, like, a chill, laid-back kind of mm. horror experience...
0: Laid-back? I about that. I
1: mean, horror it. games, I I've never been scared by, like, a, a horror game that much. It, okay. it takes a lot... Like, really scary... Yeah, jump scares don't do it for me, like I said, so it, it's really hard to nail um, a horror game for me. That's why I don't play them as much anymore. I got I don't you. get that fear like I did when I was a kid, because I can kind of understand how it works, mm-hmm. especially... This is the whole thing, but like, especially going into like psychology and learning about how fear conditioning works, it like I'm like, I've almost become like brain numb to fear Mm -hmm. because I know how fear tactics are used. You become desensitized. So it's not the same same to me anymore. Pretty much,
2: yeah.
0: Joey, in person.
2: Haunted haunted house. You got to go to the haunted house. I actually haven't done too much this year for spooky season. Actually, it's pretty relatively early in the months well halfway through now but i'm gonna gonna ramp it up on the spooky stuff but i i love horror games it's flying by dude i love love zombie games horror games everything in between i love scary stuff
0: i am gonna advocate for the opposite perspective of you guys um i okay i've been to haunted houses i've been up to cedar point for Halloween weekends i've done their walkthroughs where people can just come up and scare you
2: those don't count
0: I've been to there. There's so many people around you. Yes, but there's also like you know regular haunted houses where you get in and they only let you go in like groups of five or six or whatever. Um, You know that I've done Factory of Terror. There's there's plenty of options that I've I've gone to. I, and maybe it's my personal experience because I have my coping mechanisms, but I am always. You know, I'm always looking for where the next jump scare is because if you think about it, there's only so many places a jump scare can come from. And I think the last time I went through Factory of Terror, there's like five haunted houses. In the total of the five haunted houses, I got I got actually like legitimately scared twice because I'm I'm just so and part of that maybe is because I I don't want to get scared, so I'm like trying to like prep myself for it in advance, but. I And I can do the same thing in video games to a certain degree, but there's no, in a haunted house at least, like actual threat of me getting bodily harm or like actually dying. Whereas my character could actually die, which, you know, it's not the same experience, but it is, it feels like the stakes are raised a little bit. Um, so, and it goes also back to a little bit what we talked about with VR and like how like the atmosphere needs to be right. And I feel like if I'm in a group of like seven or eight people, you know, typically the people I spend my time around aren't going to be the type of people that you would typically see in a horror movie. I think we would be a little bit smarter than that. <laughs> so going through a haunted house with those people, I would feel more safe than experiencing a game alone on my PC in the dark at night with no one there with me.
1: That's true. Fair enough.
0: So that's that's my long-winded explanation as to why I think um I think horror games might be a little bit of a step up in terms of quality than uh, haunted houses. Maybe I just have been to crappy haunted me houses and Joey too. You're about to kiss. Okay. Yes. All right, cool. All
2: right, guys. All right, all right. Yeah, uh, all right. Yeah. All right. me too.
0: <laughs> Anyways, all right, everybody thank you very much for joining us for episode 32 of the gaming goons podcast we were a little bit shorter this week but uh that's going to be offset by next week it's going to be call of duty zombies it's going to be a long one ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us thank you for your time we appreciate every second you take out of your long and busy days in order to spend that time with us we hope we make your commute your drive whatever you're doing while you listen to us just a little bit better and we think we potentially can have an option to give you a better day than you did before you heard our episode. So thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next time. See you, boys. See you.